0: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
1: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Take a shower daily. (laughs) Stop fucking around, get your ass in the shower, and enjoy. Even if you just stand in the water and don't actually wash anything, that's better than not standing in the water. And it's remarkable that we have to say this, but Hollywood is trying to convince you that your dirty, smelly self is just fine.
2: <laughs> well, no, here's the thing is that they're fighting one another, which is my favorite part. They're actually like arguing in a sense, not directly or, or it's not even uh, that brutal. Nobody's naming names, but it, they're arguing with one another over this showering debate. And, and let me bring you back to last week. This is how it started. Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, uh, they have a couple of kids. I think everybody knows this. And they admitted fully that they don't wash their kids unless they see visible dirt on gross. them. Which, by the way, like I have two little kids. That's like every day. I don't understand that part because I'm like, yeah, I could. Uh, my kids are constantly dirty, especially in the summertime because you're going out and you're playing and you're it's gross. But anyway, they only bathe their kids with that in mind. So other celebrities started to weigh in to agree and disagree. We heard from Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard who say once they <laughs> once they smell a whiff and it's bad, that's when they toss their kids in the bath. And then other celebrities are like, are you nuts? And then it's turned from kids to actual celebs. Example, this is the part that surprised me. This surprised me. Because when I, when I think about Jake Gyllenhaal, I think he's probably a pretty squeaky clean fella. No, apparently not so much. So he says, quote, more and more I find bathing to be less necessary at times. How Work, can you possibly say less necessary? And it gets better. Workout showers are not necessary.
1: Fuck off. Get Work out of here, out? Jake. Get the fuck out of I here. I
2: understand if you have a low-key day, okay? I don't hate on that. You have a low-key day where you're not you don't do too much. Uh you don't you're not sweating, uh, you're not moving around, and you're like, nah, I don't really think that I worked hard enough to to deserve a shower today. Uh, Okay, fine. But after a workout, you would think that would be the time where you're like the most, it's definitely necessary.
1: I I don't understand how you can go intentionally and get sweaty and try and get your heart rate up and then think, I don't need to bathe. Why would I do that? And it is a totally different circumstance if you're not going anywhere. Uh, Me on weekends, I tend to keep things low key. So maybe I don't shower From Friday morning until, like, Saturday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, that's more than 24 hours, but that's probably fine. I'm not seeing anybody in the meantime. But I still understand the importance of washing with soap. It doesn't matter if you can visibly see dirt or if you can actually smell the, the stink. You should clean up. Like, it's not hard. And besides, when you think about all the stressful things you do in a day, one of the more relaxing things you can do is just get hit with warm water. okay. That's
2: all you have to do is stand in the shower. so let me throw this at you, devil's advocate. we Do you find that that can be wasteful though, when you think about our resources and using up too much water?
1: No, because I don't think we have a shortage of water. We are not uh, I get that there's people who think, oh, it's more green to do that. Listen, the water that comes out of your shower is going to go down the drain. It's going to go into the sewer. It's going to get treated. It'll go into the lake and then eventually work its way back through your shower. That's just the way it works. We've got the technology to clean the water. So feel free. I'm not saying be intentionally wasteful, but don't skimp out on basics. Basic hygiene, like taking a shower after you work out. I mean, fuck. Why is this so hard? If you want to be green, there's probably a a dozen things that you should be focused on ahead of conserving water. There's no shortage of water right now. We're good. Okay. Worry about your carbon footprint. Worry about all the single-use plastics that you put in the fucking garbage and stuff like that.
2: This is great. So somebody tagged somebody t- tagged Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this debate because they wanted to hear from him. And now people are just basically tagging celebrities asking about their showering habits. And I think it's great. Let's put them on blast. Let's do that. So this is Dwayne Johnson's schedule. He tweets this. No, I am the opposite of a not-washing-themselves celebrity. I shower cold when I run out of bed to get my day rolling. I That's show- a
1: tough one, by the way.
2: Yeah. Like cold, cold shower
1: first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that it's great for you, for your skin, for your uh just to set your day on the right tone. But holy shit, is it ever hard to get in a cold shower?
2: Uh he says I shower warm after my workout, before work, and then I shower hot after I get home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off key in the shower too. Mm-hmm. So he has three showers a day, which doesn't surprise me. That actually doesn't surprise me at all.
1: But he gets sweaty that many times, so yeah. I don't blame him.
2: Listen, it's bathing. You've got to bathe.
1: You have to. Come on. What are we arguing about here? This is silly.
2: You can't make me bathe if I don't want to. <laughs> you know, like shit. <laughs> it's so funny, what? Cardi B. I'll end it on Cardi B's note because I like what she she weighed into, and all she says is uh, over Twitter, "What's up with people saying they don't shower? It's giving me itchy." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, when you think about all the second languages you could learn, I think the one that I really want to learn the most is whatever one Cardi B speaks. Yes. You leave out certain words, but people still know what you're talking about. It's, uh, that's an interesting second language. Okay, Kat, let's get to a couple other things here. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is the 12th of August and our summertime download numbers have been crazy. I mean, in a good way. I can't believe how many new listeners we've uh, brought on. So thank you. If you're one of them uh, quickly here, a couple of things changed yesterday. Number one, I'm going to say it. I know some of you aren't going to like it, Uh-oh. but I'm going to say it. Uh Oh, two now. words that are going to drive you fucking crazy. Careful. Vaccine passport. Dun, dun, dun.
2: I love the meme that's going around right now with the yellow card for vaccination. You know, everybody's oh, got a oh, yellow card for vaccination.
1: I, I haven't seen it.
2: Okay, so there's a great meme and it's your yellow card, which uh, now that's a newer thing. So maybe if you're hearing this and you're going, I don't know what that is. Maybe you don't have young children, but you get a yellow card and it gives you all of your vaccines. My kids each have one, right? And you're supposed to keep track. That's your vaccine record. It's the exact same fucking thing. And the meme basically says, I'm sorry, but who's complaining about a vaccine passport? Because our children have had this for years. This Mm -hmm. is a vaccine passport. It's just a different name. And we... Was it in the podcast we said shit about the media, even though we are the media? Was it the podcast Yeah, yeah, it was just the other Uh, day. And I'll do it again. I just think it's the wording. Whoever started this wording of passport, because travel was the number one question, and that's why we lean toward passport, let's just call it something else. But we need some kind of a record of it. I, I am one of those people that believe that we should just have a record of it. That's fine. I'm okay with that.
1: Well, let's break this down just a little bit here, because I'm reading the arguments both ways, and and frankly, I don't agree. I have had this conversation by DM and in person and in many other ways over the last couple of weeks. I agree with you that the term passport is not the right way. Papers, please. Stop that shit. That's really not what it is. If a business, someone who has taken the time, the initiative, the experience and expertise and the money to open up a business. If they decide, I think it's in my best interest as a business owner to allow anybody who wants to come into my restaurant to come into my restaurant, have at it. No problem. The government has flat out said they are not getting involved in that. Businesses can make their own choice, but maybe you think, I could uh, reach a different market and and probably give people a little peace of mind if in my business I require that only people who are fully vaccinated be able to come in and they have a right to do that. Do you have a right to go anywhere you want unquestioned anytime? No, you absolutely don't. You never have. Anybody can refuse you. So if a business wants to take that stance, it'll be polarizing, but they have the right to do it. And all the business owners have been asking for is the ability to be able to verify that someone is vaccinated, i.e. if they want to put in a policy at, I don't know, an arena that allows people to come in and play shinny hockey. okay. if you want to have a policy that only people who are fully vaccinated can use that facility, you have the right to do that if it's a private arena. And you can't just take people's word for it. People will lie. We know there's a strip club in Toronto. We're only allowing fully vaccinated people in here. Well, right or wrong, they do have the right to impose that restriction. But if you really want a lap dance or you really want to see such and such naked, you can mm-hmm. just lie or you can get a fake one online. We've all seen how easy it is to manipulate those shitty little pieces of paper well, that's that you got.
2: That's it. And that's there- what we can't be using.
1: We need to be able to say, "Okay, this is a spot for fully vaccinated people. And the people that are coming in here, we've verified, are fully vaccinated. The Winnipeg Jets just announced that at their home games this year, you must be fully vaccinated to attend. And I don't know what the Leafs and Raptors and Jays and Rock and uh, Marlies and Toronto FC and the Argos are going to do. But I would imagine it's probably going to be fairly similar. They want you to know that if you walk into the MTS Center or whatever the hell it is in Winnipeg. That you're surrounded by other people who are fully vaccinated. That's it. That's it. And if you are feeling left out because you don't have one of those. Well, you've got a choice. You can take your business elsewhere. You can watch the game at home or at a bar that does allow people who aren't vaccinated. You could go actually get vaccinated. You've got a choice. You don't have to support that or endorse it. You can do it whatever you want. But there's certain businesses that are feeling compelled to only allow vaccinated people. And if that's the case, we just need to be able to verify that you're vaccinated. And in this case, it's pretty basic information. I'll have a and you'll have a, a little app on your phone. Maybe it's the arrive can app. Maybe it's something completely different. I don't know. And it'll have a QR code and someone can scan that QR code. You don't have to show them if you don't want to. But if you do want to prove you're vaccinated, they can scan that QR code. It will say what shot you got, when you got it and where you got it. That's going to be essential for traveling. There's going to be many countries that will only allow fully vaccinated people. By the way, we're one of them. Mm -hmm. Canada's only allowing people who are fully vaccinated to come here. So no problem. You can show this thing, they can verify, with the government behind it, you've been vaccinated. I, I don't understand why there's so much opposition. I get that nobody wants to feel left out or feel That's excluded, it. but it, it's not a right to go anywhere. Yeah, it, it really isn't
2: Yeah, anywhere. That's it, though. That That is it. I think you nailed it with the exclusion. That's what I'm getting from the people who are very outspoken on social media. Because really, I don't really... I don't know. I don't talk to many people about it, but many people around me are also double vaxxed. So I just assume if you're double vaxxed, you're okay with this. Sometimes you aren't. Don't get me wrong. I know there are some people who are double vaxxed that are not a fan of this idea at all Uh, for other reasons. Maybe maybe they're worried because some people aren't able to get certain vaccines. And what does that mean for them? And now they are going to be excluded from this and that. But it is basically it comes down to that feeling of being excluded or feeling like they're being pressured into taking it so that they're a part of this club basically mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting from it
1: listen there's certain examples of where the the passport for health issues wouldn't be acceptable if you have to have a passport to prove that you are uh i don't know name a, di- a condition if you have to have a passport to prove that you don't have heart disease Okay, well, that's not fair. A lot of people develop heart disease over the course of their lifetime. They're born with it. It could be hereditary, whatever. That is probably not fair. But the vaccination thing is a choice. Yes, you, you don't have to get vaccinated if you don't want to. But in some cases, there's going to be businesses who only want people who are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, you flash your passport and you're good. And if you're not vaccinated and you're hating everything about these vaccine passports, I don't understand why, first off. You've made a choice to not get vaccinated. That's fine. You're allowed to make that choice. But you can't expect everybody is going to fall in line with you. Mm -hmm. It's up to the business. I see a day when, I don't know, Walmart might even implement this policy. Okay, well, that's going to be shitty if you really want to shop at Walmart. But you still also can take advantage of the other options. Curbside and so on and so forth. I, I don't understand... What you're really missing out on, except for the opportunity to see your favorite singer sing or your favorite sports team compete. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two things I think you're really going to be missing out on. Oh, and the ability to travel to some countries. So, I mean, I don't think by and large it's going to affect you that much. Now, the jury is still out on, on whether or not a room full of vaccinated people is safer than a room full of some vaccinated, some not. I don't know that we've done all the research on that, but I do have to think that a room full of fully vaccinated people is safer than a room full of unvaccinated people. Wouldn't you say it it, to me that makes sense that it's safer and if people want that peace of mind, then they want that peace of mind. There's going to be some businesses that do exceptionally well by saying that we don't Call for proof of vaccination. Anybody is welcome, no matter what your status is. Mm -hmm. And hey, those businesses, maybe that's a good opportunity for you to get ahead of your competition or maybe it'll sink you. I don't know. I'm really not sure. I certainly hear the people freaking out about vaccine passports, but I really don't like this. There's two arguments that drive me crazy. Well, if you're vaccinated, what do you care if I'm not? That one drives me batshit crazy. It's not apples to apples. And I'm sorry, but if I have a choice between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask, I don't want to wear a mask. And if I'm in a room full of fully vaccinated people, I don't have to wear a mask Then I'm going to gravitate towards that because I want to get back to normal. I really, really do. And this argument that uh, uh, vaccine passports are creating a split society, I don't think it is because it's optional. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You have the option to join the club or to not join the club. I don't understand why people are calling it a split society. Everybody makes their own choices, and that's the way it is. I made a choice to get vaccinated. I don't even mind telling people that I'm vaccinated. Some people don't want to get vaccinated, and I support you. Hold on to it. Do your research. Wait for more info. Whatever it is you're waiting for or whatever your objection is, it's about your personal health, and I support whatever decision you make. But I do think you need to be reasonable about this. There's an expectation that certain things are going to carry on with only people who are vaccinated. Yeah,
2: well, and it, and it goes back to what we said initially when this, when this concept first came up about a vaccine passport. In my mind, this is happening. Like, if you don't like it, y- you got to learn to live with it or live without it. If that's your choice. And like Scott said, I'm with you on the whole. Yep. If you chose not to get it. Okay. I know people, close friends actually, who so well, they're hesitant. I should say they do plan on getting it, but they're very hesitant. They say, eventually I'll get there because now they're worried they're not going to be able to work because this may become priority for some workplaces. You have to get vaccinated if you want to work. And that's a possibility. The the vaccine passport thing scares you. I, I don't know what to tell you other than get used to it. Because whether you call it a vaccine passport or not, we are going to have to implement something. And if you choose to not get it, then you choose to not have a vaccine passport. And if it means a business doesn't want to serve you, move on to another business who will. And there will be businesses who will. You know, give your money somewhere else. Like, don't get pissed off at at everybody because some of us would like to move along. And if you want to sit back and, and do that, that's okay, too. That's fine. But I I mean, I I do, I I agree with most of what you're saying. I do. I understand the arguments, some of the arguments, and that's the one I hear most. Like, what do you care if you're not vaxxed? It's because we can't move forward if people don't get vaxxed. So that part irritates me, but I'm also not the type to tell people to get vaxxed. I don't give a shit. Me either. You do you. I don't, I don't care. I really, truly don't. I'm curious. I always wonder why I would love to, if I get the chance to talk to people who haven't, I always ask why. And it's not against you. I'm just asking what are your thoughts? What are your concerns? Because everybody might have a different concern or maybe they're all very similar, but that's
0: how I... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. I feel,
2: speaking of apps, because you mentioned one as a potential, you know, vaccine QR code or something. Can I yep. just delete this COVID alert app now? Are we over this thing? Is anyone even, like, do you still have it?
1: I still have it. And once a month, I get a notification to remind me that it's still on my phone and that it's still scanning, but I haven't been exposed. Listen, that was one of those things where everybody needed to do it or it was completely ineffective. It was a waste of time
2: yeah.
1: and money, a huge waste of yeah. money. And unfortunately, I, I don't know why there was just no looking down the line. I mean, the government says these vaccine passports so that you can go to other countries will be ready by the early fall. OK, well, early fall is still six weeks away. Really? Really? You didn't know until yesterday that you were going to do this. You didn't at least give a company or a a contract out for a a bids, anything for someone to start developing it. And we might actually buy it if we make the decision. Really? You're going to start building it now. Never once occurred to you before August the 11th. Maybe we should start developing a secure platform for vaccinations. Okay, incredibly unprepared. Our government again. It's backed with the, uh, the COVID contact tracing app. Oh, if you've been near somebody who's been exposed, you'll get a notification. Well, that only works if people actually report their exposures. And I don't know a lot of people that are like, ooh, positive. I better put it in my app. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should have known from the start that wasn't going to be completely effective. And it should never have given anyone any peace of mind. Then you've got the vaccine portal. We've said all along. They should have been prepared. That vaccine portal should have been ready to roll January 1st of this year. Instead, the portal took weeks and weeks and weeks after that. It was months to actually roll out, and it didn't fucking work that well. All this shit should have been in one app, and it could have been if they would have just looked down the line. The Canada COVID app could also have your proof of, verific- uh, of vaccination. There's a lot of things it could have done, but no, now we've got a whole bunch of different things that are going on, and you'll have to, there's the arrive can if you're arriving at the border, the contact tracing app, there's the vaccine portal, which isn't even an app, which is crazy. It's all fucked up just because nobody looked down the line at these things becoming necessary. So we're constantly playing catch-up, cat. It's very, very frustrating. But the other thing I wanted to mention about this, and again, this is going to add to the, the feeling of divide, the split society, Ontario has issued new guidelines for close contacts of COVID cases and it depends on your vaccination status. The province says if you're a close contact of someone who tests positive for the virus, you don't need to self-isolate anymore if you're fully vaccinated. And the only catch is as long as you're asymptomatic. You've been close to somebody who has COVID, you don't have any symptoms and you're fully vaccinated. No more self-isolating. Okay, that's good. When it comes to schools, we know how it works. Somebody in a cohort tests positive. They dismiss everybody. Go home and self-isolate for two weeks. That was incredibly inconvenient for a lot of people. Now they've changed the rule there. If you are fully vaccinated as a student and you've been identified as a close contact, as long as you're symptom-free, you don't have to be dismissed. You don't have to self-isolate. If you're unvaccinated, well, then they've got to go through the same process we've been going through for the last 16 months. 10 days, monitor for symptoms. If nothing happens after 10 days, then you can go back to class. I, is that a split society? Because that's kind of like a vaccine passport, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. is. I'm, But at the same time, when it comes to the government, I think... Th- whether they want to admit it or not, they are on one side of this. They're not sitting here going, oh, it's all good. You guys do you. No, they've been pretty strong about getting that vaccine, right? So it does- Yeah, they want
1: people to get it, but they can't order people to get it. No. They can't compel people to get it. So they're putting out some incentives. That's exactly that- it. I don't mind that. I got fully vaxxed promptly so that I could enjoy some freedoms. It's nice to see some freedoms actually happening. Hey, if you were, for example, to test positive, which would be weird, but if you did... I wouldn't have to self-isolate. I wouldn't have to take time off work.
2: Yeah, That's good. That's That's the way it's supposed to be. Well, and I think it's important that they do things like that before school does start, right? Because that's where we're, this is where we're going to get into the, I mean, September's going to get interesting.
1: Oh, it's going to get real interesting. Do you think school is going to carry on uninterrupted across Ontario? Or do you see some boards getting, uh, uh, going south and them having to? Cancel school I'd again. love,
2: you know, I'd love to know at least some kind of guidance. And I hope that that, do we know if that's coming down soon? Any um, kind of guidance? As far
1: as I know, it would have to get pretty bad. Now the government flat out lied to everyone when they said the schools will be the last to close and the first to open. That was a bold faced lie mm-hmm. from the provincial government because it wasn't the last to close and it sure as shit wasn't the first to open. Schools will have been closed in Ontario longer than anywhere else in North America.
2: Yeah. So, like, for me, I I am – do I think that it's going to be okay? I hope so. Like, obviously, I hope so. I, I What I want to see is a little more – it's going to suck. Yes, there are going to be times, for example, uh, kids are going to test positive. And when kids test positive, I assume that they're going to have to shut that classroom down for, you know, and self-isolate for 10 days. Vaccinated parents of those children, if they, let's say they can't get vaccinated, like such is the case for me – hopefully it does not interfere with them at all. That's what I'm hoping for. But if you have to shut down the classroom for 10 days or however long it is, that sucks. But I hope that you can continue to keep the school running. And as long as there's cohorts, which this is where I get a little bit confused and frustrated, because as they've announced more recently, they will allow, although boards can choose for themselves, let's make that perfectly clear, the provincial government will allow for recesses and- Mingling with other children, basically, and nutrition breaks, whatever you want to call it, they're going to be able to mingle with other kids, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why we're going to call it cohorts if there's an opportunity for that to happen, because that's not really a cohort. That's basically a whole school. And that's where I do get nervous. I would prefer to have cohorts. It's worked really well for my kid in daycare, for example, and they're completely maskless there, the children. I've had, we've had zero issues, zero issues because they've stayed in their cohorts and there has been other rooms in the daycare, which is a very large daycare who have had to self-isolate, but it had not affected my child at all. I love the way that runs. I think that works really well. And it doesn't seem like the schools are quite there yet for me to make me feel completely confident that we would be able to continue on. And these kids will still be taught in these classrooms If we are mingling and we know what happens anyway, like, don't get me wrong, because I know there's people listening going, okay, well, what about siblings of that kid? You're absolutely right. There's going to be kids in one grade, their classroom is shut down, but oh, they have a sibling in this other grade over here. So there's going to be mingling no matter what. And I'm not saying it's possible to keep everybody separate from everybody else. It isn't. There's going to be shared situations and every school differs right in the way that they're set up. It's going to happen. Uh, My hope is that we don't shut down boards completely or schools down completely, that we're at least able to keep things rolling a little bit, even if it means slow halts here and again. Like, okay, this classroom's out for 10 days. This one is. It sucks. That doesn't sound fun. I get it. But I want the school year to at least be able to continue on because I'm telling you, I'm out. a peace out with distance learning. It's not happening for me. I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah, I I hear you. I understand the frustration. Uh, It is two things that are strange about the upcoming school year is that education workers are not required to get vaccinated. Okay, there's some people who have an issue with that. Kids under 12 still can't get vaccinated. It's not approved by Health Canada yet. Okay, well, that's going to create an issue for some people too. And the fact that when it comes to schools and vaccines, because we don't, still have a means of verifying that you are vaccinated. We kind of got to take people's word for it. And if you're a a student in a school and you're told, okay, well, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to self-isolate because of that close contact that tested positive. If you're unvaccinated, you got to stay home for 10 days. People are going to lie. They're going to lie and say, oh, no, no, they're fully vaccinated because they can't take 10 days off work. Or they can't uh, be home with their kid for 10 days. Or they don't want to subject their kid to 10 days away from their friends. Mm -hmm. People are going to lie. And until there's a system of verifying that someone is vaccinated, that's just the way it's going to be. It it seems safe, but it's not safe until there's an actual system of verifying. And again, this is all contingent on whether or not the vaccines actually work. Uh, I tend to think they do, but when you look at the numbers the government's putting out, Three hundred twenty four new cases yesterday. Two hundred thirty four of the new cases were in unvaccinated people and thirty two more of those were cases with where the person only had one dose of vaccine. OK, well, rough math, that's two hundred and sixty six out of three hundred and twenty four. What about the other 50 people? Are those fully vaccinated people that tested positive positive? and what's their status? Are they OK? Did they end up in hospital or did they just test positive but they otherwise feel fine? Still more information I want to yes. know, Kat. It's Still missing. Is a few things more that I want to know.
2: You're absolutely right. There's there's info missing, and that's, what makes, that's the part that makes me the most nervous because I'm okay as long as we set up exactly what's going to happen. So I know what's going to happen if someone tests positive here, there, there. We need to know this information in advance. And once the province sets it, let's all keep in mind the boards can also do as they see fit, which they've done and they will continue to do, and that's perfectly fair. But knowing this information in advance – would be helpful. And I know it's not, you know, it's not just everyday people who are frustrated. The people working in the boards are frustrated. And, and I get it. I'm right there with everybody.
1: hmm hmm Yeah, I, uh, I'm i curious to see how it plays out. It's kind of nice to be able to sit here in the cheap seats and not care one way or the other. It really doesn't matter to me if they change the guidance for schools because I don't have kids in school. Yeah. But you do. Yep. And, and I've got friends that do, and I'm worried for them just because... I really, really think we need to get going here. Let's fucking move on. And the longer we get stalled in this shit, it's just ugh, its driving people crazy. It really is. Uh, I, on my Instagram story on the weekend, I posted something that I got from Reese's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I are both members of the Reese Society as fans of the chocolate peanut butter mix. And they've created something new and they asked for our feedback on it. So I put it on Instagram, The the big reveal. They now have Reese's Big Cup with potato chips.
2: So little pieces. They've basically crumbled
1: like, up chips. Yeah. And he, put them in a Reese Peanut Butter Cup.
2: Inside the peanut butter portion of the cup. And by the way, these are not like the small size cups. These are the king size bad boys, eh?
1: hmm mm-hmm. So people have been, I, I can't believe how into this people are. But I get that the people like Reese's. Food, so man. No, anything
2: do. you post about food, people go Ape shit. Where'd you get that? Where did you get How could I buy that? So
1: I'm going to give this a try because I haven't tried it yet. I've resisted. It's been sitting on my counter since the weekend, and I haven't tried it. But to answer all the DMs I've got at once, I'm going to give it a, a taste test here. And hopefully this leads to them sending me more.
2: Well, <laughs> be honest, though. Don't don't suck up just oh, cause you want to- Reese.
1: No, no, no. If it's shit, it's shit. I'll admit it. Oh, it's kind of fucking melted here. Oh, Ew. <laughs> hang on i'm gonna take a picture of what it looks like coming out of the uh the package here that's a little
2: just hearing this is gross by the way just hearing this is gross (laughs) let me just oh it's melty let me take a photo of that coming out of the package
1: (laughs) hang on all right so i'm gonna try this for the actually i can't even eat that when it's so fucking warped okay
2: what did you where did you set that down
1: On the toaster. (laughs) It was sitting on my toaster because I didn't want it to take up room on my counter. No, fuck off. All right. I've never had chips and chocolate and peanut butter together in one, but I'll give it a whirl here. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Can you hear that? No. Can you hear that crunch? It actually is fucking crunchy. Hmm.
2: How do they keep it staying crunchy in there? Do we want to know? No. Okay.
1: Don't ask questions you don't want the answer yeah, to. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, okay, I'll let you chew um, and swallow that. While you're chewing and swallowing that, I will. I will say, and this remind you know what it reminded me of was Halloween because Halloween at the end of the night, I used to be allowed to have pick like I think it was like three or four candies tonight because you can't have too many, you'll get sick. And my parents always knew we ate food as we went to. We all ate sure. shit as we went, right? <laughs> So, Newsflash, they ate a bunch of shit, too. Yes, they did. So we were, allowed, went to bed, we were allowed to pick a couple. And I would always pick a uh, salt and, and sweet combination. I'm, I'm a fan of salt and sweet. So for me, I had no problem having a Reese cup and, an, and potato chips at the same time. So I'm curious if it would be reminiscent of that or if the chip would get soggy. So I, I think you already answered that for us. What is it like?
1: Um. Okay, so the crunchy is definitely there. I think I expected more of a chip flavor, like a little saltier, if that makes sense. It's still very much chocolate and peanut butter, but it's like a cho- a, a crunchy chocolate peanut butter. I'm not getting a lot of chip out of it. Hmm. I mean, it's good, but I don't get a lot of chip in there. Nah, maybe they should have used a different chip, like salt and vinegar or something. It's it's good. Trust me. It's very, very good. I would definitely eat more of these. Well, maybe and I we will should... as soon as we're done here.
2: <laughs> You'll finish but, the, the melty little package and lick that shit clean or what?
1: Yeah. Honestly, it looks fucking terrible.
2: <laughs> uh, what if they, what about a collaboration between, now that you've had a bite, tell me, what about a collaboration between Frito-Lay for their Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar chip inside the Reese cup? Mm. Mm, maybe?
1: I think if we went like salt and vinegar, as long as the it's more salt than vinegar, it would probably probably be perfection. Okay. This, it's like plain chips crumbled up in a chocolate peanut butter cup. And I don't even know when these are going to be available. I'm sorry, guys. I honestly don't know. They just wanted some feedback on it. So they sent it to a couple of media types. So that's why we've got them. I like it. I, I just, the salt and vinegar chip, that's an interesting premise, cat. This, I'm going to give that a solid, uh, solid 8 out of 10. A must try. Wow. Okay. Must try. It's not perfect. There's more that could be done here. You know what? Fuck it. Where is Reese's? I'm just going to go there and just tell them, no, no, no. We need more chips here. Use a different kind of chip.
2: They're very top secret. They're not going to tell you where they are.
1: It's weird, right? We know where the prime minister lives, but we don't know where they make Reese's. That's strange. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, that was it. Um, It was good. How about that? It was good. Close to great. Little tweak and it could be better. But all in all, that's pretty damn good. All right. I like that a lot.
2: Anything else we got to do in this episode? Um, I think that's it. Tomorrow will be a lot of fun, so I hope you guys can catch the podcast. Dave Lizard will be joining us for that one. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it.
1: All right. Have a great day, people. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for another edition of After 9. The first ever cruise ship with a roller coaster just set sail from Florida. <laughs> a roller coaster. Really? You're already taking a cruise from Florida <laughs> during a pandemic. How much more danger do you need? Southwest American and Delta Airlines will not require employees to be vaccinated. It's not odd twist. Frontier is now the classy airline. Pepsi announced a new partnership with the brewers of Sam Adams Beer to create an alcoholic version of Mountain Dew. And if that sounds good to you, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. (laughs) The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy